This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 43 of Paranormal Dads. I'm Andy. I'm Eddie. I'm Pat. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. good to good to finally record again it is we've we've been uh dealing with all kinds of illness in my family we've been uh first first part of the year i think everybody in the family came down with the flu with three <laughs> shots on board we all still got the flu yeah we're wiped out and we're back we're back to health now well we were getting like re- like real-time updates too you were like so-and-so is sick now she's sick <laughs> You're just going <laughs> down, man. Yeah. Now that's paranormal. Yeah. Nothing scarier than your immune system in January, right? Oh man. Well, and nothing changes like how quickly you view a loved one too. It's like I love you so much. Next, like five minutes later, you're like throwing like tissues at them and shutting the door. Uh, you Get away. There. Stay in there. Thank Dude. goodness they brought the coronavirus to Omaha now, so you know exactly. they're being treated at the med center. So you delete their name from your phone just so you can't get tra- <laughs> transmitted via text. You're deleting your son off your own phone. <laughs> you're you're dead to me, man. Not until you're healthy. <laughs> well, uh, as always, we start off each show with uh, talk about the flu and recent sightings, right, Eddie? Oh, so. man, recent sightings. It's my turn. So recent sightings. I have to say this before, Eddie, before you jump in and do your thing. I had a dream the other night, guys, and I'm only mentioning it because it's rele- relevant to your recent sighting. I had a dream about uh, Falcor, the luck dragon. See? From Neverending Story. Yes. Which, by the way, 80, it's a movie from the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. So it is, you watch it as an adult, it's kind of traumatizing because it's so scary. As a kid, it was traumatizing too. I mean, we weren't ready. Yeah. No, it's, it gets pretty dark in some places. But yeah, I had a dream, Falcor, the luck dragon. I was flying around through the sky. And, uh, you know, some people may or may not know this is a thing, right? This is in the cryptid wheelhouse isn't it eddie yeah i mean dragons i mean this is a this is one of those like you know we get into like the thunderbird discussion but like big winged creatures they tend to be kind of a thing that a lot of people will chuckle at because something that big the obvious thing is like well then we would know about them yeah we'd see them yeah those are big like how do you go about that undetected and yeah i don't have any solid like well this is why you know but that's still a cryptid. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a creature that is in myth and folklore and all these things and stories about dragons. And, and the funny thing about dragons is that they show up in a lot of different cultures, uh, myth and folklore. Sure. Cultures that at the time had not met or talked or traded stories. Or sent emails to each other. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> it's like how is South America, Asia, North America, Africa, they all got their own equivalent of a dragon type story. Yeah. And as they always say, you know, most myths, you know, come from a kernel of truth, you know, yeah. so. And, you know, ancient alien theory, they're always like, it was a spaceship they thought was a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay. But yeah, I mean, you got cultures in South America and then cultures in China that 
uh, simultaneously are coexist are existing, but don't even know about each other, but are having the stories of these winged creatures in the sky, mm-hmm. and even into European mythology, where not only do they have these creatures, but they also fight them and kill them, and their bones have all these healing properties and all this stuff. So dragons are an interesting... I'm just laughing, because what's the, what's the new thing nowadays? People are doing the bone broth Ooh. soups or stews, you know? Right. Yeah, what kind of bone broth you got in your soup? Oh, just dragon. You got the you got the middle uh, you got like the middle ages like a hipster like <laughs> yeah, like totally. I make my own dragon bone broth. <laughs> yeah, it's right. so basic. Mine's from China. It's lucky. <laughs> exactly. It's the year of the dra- year of the dragons coming up in a couple of years. That was actually a Jeopardy question from the other day. Yeah. So I think the last year of the dragon was year two thousand. I think. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because Daphne was born. Year of the dragon. Year of the dragon. <laughs> And uh, and if you're an '80s kid, it's a year of the double dragon when you pick up a bat and fight off uh, gangsters. <laughs> and a don't, chain. don't forget to put on your headband first. Yes, you got to flex real hard too when you do it. <laughs> I think I was year of the chicken or something. something yeah, goofy like that. Yeah, mine's year of the snake, I'm which like, is that not figures. basically a dragon with no wings. <laughs> Kinda. Eddie lost his wings. It's like a dragon without wings. <laughs> year of the chicken for Pat. Yeah, I think is that so. extra crispy or or uh, oven roasted? <laughs> Hopefully, it's chicken. Contenders. Pat, a Pat's bit the noblest. Barbecue sauce. Ooh. Cook them up real nice. Pat's the noblest chicken I know. <laughs> what about you, That's Andy? That's his new <laughs> name in our group, the noble chicken. The noble chicken. <laughs> what about you, man? What's your... I don't, I don't know. The oh. year... I don't even know. I'll have to look that up. If anybody out there listening knows, my birthday is February 17th, 1981. Just had a birthday. I don't know what sign I am or whatever in the... the in the symbols. The I'm pantheon. an Aquarius, if that means anything. I don't think it does. Not in the Chinese zodiac. I'm probably a sea slug. It's meaningless. Sea <laughs> slug. The most disgusting of the. Uh, well, yeah, we gotta we gotta find that out. Yeah, we gotta find that out. We'll 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 check it on in between segments and get back to you. There you go. But people still see dragons, Eddie. So the dragons. Um, this is a personal um, recent sighting, Ooh. and and then right on top of the sighting that I had. Not a day later, an article pops up, and I'm like, this is crazy. And then I start looking into other sightings of this, and sure as anything, there's people who still report seeing this thing. So what I want to like say is, so I'm just going to say, saw me a dragon. And then people are going to be like, Eddie's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> like he's going through stressful things. So he's making up stories. Eddie's off his medication again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's having a rough week post-holiday and he <laughs> sees dragons. So uh, this was post-Christmas, right after Christmas. I want to say a couple of days after Christmas. And my youngest daughter and I were out and about town running errands. And I'm off of work. So it's like, I'm you know, wound down. Things are great. Just chill and sleep and late, you know, just living life like a hedon, hedonistic dad <laughs> with no no direction, no nothing. And so we're driving around, and we're in the western part of Omaha at this point, which is pretty populated for anyone who's in town or familiar. It's like 120th and L Street. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a small little little like area. Yeah, that's a busy spot. Right? That's right by my office. A little paranormal it juju right by your office. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so now I'm going to be looking for dragons every time I go into work. I'll just be in the parking lot looking up. Andy, what you doing? Eddie said there was dragons up here. Yeah. <laughs> Andy <laughs> just took a Uber dragon to to work that morning. <laughs> I rode Falcor. Please do it. Oh, that's the business. Falcor Uber dragons. <laughs> so, so I want to preface this with exactly how this broke down. Like this is 
And I was very clear as I was observing this as a paranormal dad, because I went straight into like observing weird crap brain. Right. And I was like, this is what happens. Someone sees something weird, they get all emotional, and then they start infusing their emotions into it and the story changes. So I'm doing my very best, even though that's in my nature, like to be a campfire storyteller. It's in my bones. It's in my bone broth. I can't fight it. <laughs> but what was happening, this is exactly my best recollection. And this is funny because like, why didn't you get it on your phone? First, I hate you. Secondly, <laughs> by the time I fumbled, I have my phone. Yeah. It was plugged in, playing music. By the time I grabbed my phone, unplugged it, unlocked it, fumbled to get to the camera, had the camera open, and got it up to the point where I could take a picture, the thing was gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, And it was up enough for me to see it, look at it for about a solid five, six seconds, and my brain to go... I don't know what this is, so it's worthy of a photo, right? Because it's so far away, it might not have captured it anyways. I don't know, because it was pretty close. That's the Ooh. thing that gets me. By the way, me and Pat have not heard this story, so we're hearing yeah, it for the first, first time. Yeah, this is first time for us. First time, because yeah. I told you guys, hey, I saw something weird. It was over the holidays, yeah. and then we were supposed to get together over New Year's. Everybody got sick, yeah. and then you know, and then life carries on, and here's, here's where we are. So the point is, here's this, me, me telling you the story. I'm going to do my best to not embellish. So... Um, Gwen, we're driving around. Gwen, my youngest, literally goes, Dad, what's that in the sky? She does this a lot because now, you know, she's into the, she's into the paranormal sure. stuff. Yeah. So she'll see, like, something completely normal and go, what's that? And try to, like, play. So I'm, like, ignoring. Because I'm, like, in the zone of, like, got to go get cat litter, you know? So I'm, like, Gwen... <laughs> Yeah, that's great, Gwen. It's a helicopter or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm serious. What's that? And again, I don't fall for it. I'm like, okay, Gwen, like, you know, cool. No, Dad, that's weird. What is it? And I'm like, okay, I'll, I give. And I look. And first of all, what I saw was huge. It wasn't small. It was big. And as big as to, I can compare size ratios um, it was so big, it looked like maybe like a jetliner, but like flying at a heck of a low altitude. <laughs> I'm talking like hundreds of feet, not, wow. not thousands, not where a plane looks like a little toy. It was so big that it looked like it was like landing. And I'm right. like, why would a plane that big be landing on L Street? And so my first thought was like, holy crap, that's a a plane and it's going to crash. Like that uh-huh. was my first thought. I'm like, she's yeah. seeing a plane crash. And then I'm looking at it. And so what I saw, and this is where it gets super like, Oh, we, we live in the matrix. That's all I can tell myself. We live in the matrix. <laughs> it was. So if you're familiar with like winter time or like where we live in Nebraska, sometimes the cloud cover can be real low mm-hmm. You know, and you can almost, it looks like, talk about never ending story. It looks like a movie almost. Like you see the underside of the clouds, they're real fluffy. Yeah. But the super low cloud cover, it was one of those days. The clouds were super low. It almost looked like it was going to snow. But, okay. but behind the clouds, the sun had come out and it was super bright. So you have these clouds that are like lit up and they're almost starting to dissipate. Like they're thinning out a little bit, but right. they're like fluffy and low. Above that, was this shadow of what I thought was initially a plane, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you have your, you're accessing your database and then I'm looking at it. It's as big as a plane, you know, and it's not like some little crop duster thing. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, I'm saying like, it's as big as like what I would be like a jet blue or whatever. And then I'm looking at it and then I realize it's going in circles 
And it's, and it's gliding. There's no, like, you don't hear any sound. And I'm looking at it, and the wing shape, the best description I have, so picture in your mind a gigantic bat. Okay. Mm-hmm. It had the wing shape, like, curved, and then I even had, like, scalloped, right. like, on the wing shape. And the sun, it was literally, it had to have been directly in front of the sun because the shadow was so crisp, above the clouds mm-hmm. all you saw was this dark mass in the shape of what i can call a gigantic bat that was literally like lazily doing circles around l street marketplace weird, That's weird. and Dude. then and then it kept the circles kept getting bigger and bigger and then to the point where i just i couldn't track the object anymore mm-hmm. but it was Big, mm-hmm. and I'm trying. I'm running my brain. I'm like, is that a guy in a glider? If it was a guy in a glider, and he was that low, he wouldn't look that big. And if he was that high up in the air, the shadow wouldn't be so dark. And I'm trying to make sense of what I'm seeing, and the best I'm coming up with is, if that's a plane, that's a big plane, and it's so low, I you'd hear the engines. Yeah. And clearly, if it's it's not going to circle, it's going to crash. So probably not a plane, right? If it's a plane that's quiet and I can't hear it, it's got to be a teeny little thing, and mm-hmm. it's no way it's that big. And so I'm just, I'm trying to check off things in my head that I know, and that's that's and then we're just watching it in awe. So after I saw it for about five or six seconds, and I'm like, that's no plane. I'm going for my phone, and literally by the time I had the app up and ready to go, it was so dissipated and so like it it had done so many circles that it had kind of just gotten away. But it had never it's came below that, the clouds. It's weird that it was circling. You know, one I'm thinking about that location, and I'm thinking Millard Airport is Millard not Airport far. is right there. Um, I'm also thinking drone. Could it have been some kind of drone? But you're pretty well versed in what drones look like. You use them at work all yeah, the time, quite a bit. And they're about as big as like the biggest ones I've seen are the size of like tiny helicopters. You know, like right. like it could the the payload on those big drones are, is like a hundred pounds. You know, but this thing. Is big. That's weird. One thing that comes to mind, and I'm not saying this is what it was. I'm just, no, I'm just for grasping it. for anything here. Um, every once in a great, great while, I'll see, uh, you know, even on TV, maybe you'll see these kind of smaller private planes with big banners attached to the back, almost like an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're rare. I think they still do those. Um, do they fly in circles? I don't know. Furthermore, it wouldn't make sense for one of those things to be flying on a day where it's completely, you know, when it's so overcast, no one's going to see your message, right? Right. Um, now, although it does kind of make sense, something like that circling a shopping center. Well, that's could, true. You could totally get that. I that's guess. true. I now I've had an office over there. That's where I uh, do my psychic readings and everything. Right over 120th and L Street and. Yeah, and not only at Millard Airport, but you have uh, off at Air Force Base, not too terribly far away, mm-hmm. and yeah. they do That's have... That's kind of the flight path that they take sometimes. You'll see some big Air Force jets mm-hmm. kind Huge. of flying yeah. from like center, 132nd area, yeah. yep. and when they Bellevue. Yeah, so. and they do kind of decrease in elevation, like right mm-hmm. over my office, so sometimes those military planes are huge, but... But it was circling. loud. Yeah. They're really loud. And you can hear them. And you oh, can yeah. hear them. Yeah. And they don't fly in circles. And you can hear them before they get that close, too. You're oh, like, whoa, I hear yeah. that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, rah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was what got me was that it was quiet. Yeah. Like, you couldn't. There was nothing. There was, like, it was like, it should have been a glider. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's no gliders that I know of that are hundreds of feet across like that. And that would, I don't know. And so you never saw a color. It was just a shadow, right? Just a shadow. Shadow and shape. Mm-hmm. And so that was one thing that got me, too. The shape was very crisp. Like, very crisp. And you said it almost had little, um, 
what do you call them? Like little swoops out of the wings, almost like yeah. a bat. Where... So like the top portion, it was almost shaped like a giant boomerang. Mm-hmm. That was the shape. So it was like, it was like it had the two, uh, the two, uh, the portions that came out either side, and then it kind of curved back, coming back towards, and then it would like come in, yeah, and then up, and then in, and then up. There was literally what I would call like, like little radii, like 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 the wings had, like, a shape to him. It wasn't just like this triangle. It was like a triangle that had like some design. Like it looked like dragon's wings. That's the best description I have for it. Like yeah. a giant bat. <laughs> Let's just cut to the chase. We're talking about dragons that look like a dragon. It looked like a dragon. <laughs> I mean, it looked like everything in your brain is like, is that a dragon? Like, cause I mean, first you're like plain. No, it's quiet, but it's huge. And then you're like, why would it be so low? I mean, that was literally the, the logic in my brain is like, chick, 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 chick. And I can't, and then you hit that weird part where you're like, I can't explain this, and nobody else sees it. I'm in traffic, by the way, so I was almost tempted to open my look up, everybody, look up, <laughs> oh my god! And then I'm the guy's getting carried away. Well, Gwen saw it though. Gwen saw it, and that was just it. I and mean, she's even like, and even she, independent of my like prompting, was like, "What is that?" Like right. she couldn't yeah. put it together. So I get home, and of course, what's the first thing I do is I look up dragon sightings, mm. and sure as anything, there are people across the planet that have reco- have reported seeing dragons. Uh, two notable occasions: uh, just last year during a satellite launch in. I want to say it was like Scandinavia or something like that. Oh, no, it was Nova Scotia. Okay. Thank you. Um, Your look (laughs) is what triggered Nova Scotia. (laughs) Uh There was a satellite launch, and right before they launched the satellite, uh, everyone observing the satellite launch saw almost that exact same shape that I saw behind the clouds. Again, it was was behind the clouds. Behind the cloud cover. And it was a gigantic dragon-shaped looking thing. Is that the one there, there are pictures of it online? There, There is one where you can see like the silhouette of a dragon online. I think, I think you're thinking of this one, the dragon that was seen over China. If that's real... Yeah. If that's not CGI, that's the real deal. A winged soaring creature seen through the mountain range bordering East Asia, a country Laos. And it has sparked some debate online because there's people saying it may be a drone... It may be something, but they saw the that wings. That might be the one I They saw seen. the wings well, flapping and all that. It's too, not so. ambiguous. That's either the real deal or a hoax, but it's, yeah. not, it's nowhere in between. Yeah. That's very clear. Yeah. 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 That might be the one you're thinking of, Pat. I don't know. It, it could be, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of this stuff, so it's always kind of, and with Photoshop and all yeah. this, it's very easy to, and I'm not saying that's what this is. This very well could be real, but I know what I saw. And when we tried to keep wrapping our heads around it, and what I found was so funny, and I, I know I've gone off the rails with this before on the show, but I'll, I'll do it again. I even felt my own brain doing this. As soon as we saw it, and as soon as I'm like, I got nothing. I, I can't explain what this is. I literally felt my brain trying to like, just forget it. It was like, well, that was weird. Time to move on to everyday ho-hum life. <laughs> and I was like, see, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. We we literally have weird things happen. Like, we could go out in our front lawn and see garden gnomes having a rave in our front yard, <laughs> and we'd be like, what's happening? And then in the next day or two, we'd find some weird way to rationalize it yeah. and just move on with you know bills and politics and whatever. 
you know. Anyway, I, I I'd, felt I'd, my, I'd much rather see the garden gnomes having the rave than politics. Personally, exactly. yeah. me too. <laughs> me too. hundred percent. But yeah, I, I mean, and this is one thing I thought too when I saw it. I'm like uh, a friend of mine who does uh, who does pilot our drones at work. He was like, people never look up. Yeah, and, and you hear that a lot too. Yeah, it, it's it's like especially people who have had weird sightings. They say, you know. Spend some time looking up sometimes, and yeah. you'd be surprised what you see. Well, you know, this we were talking about drones. What the heck was going on in Nebraska, western Nebraska, earlier this year? This was know? right on the and, tail of And I think that. that's legit something that was man-made, you know. Mm-hmm. That, but everybody's seeing these drones, kind of like armies of these drones flying in, you know, coordinated uh, paths yep. over over. Western Nebraska and Colorado. And it's kind of funny because uh, somebody, I think it was a, a sheriff in Colorado said, you know, if, if you see a, a van marked with antennas and, and anything reported to the police and, and very quietly a few days later, they came out and said, never mind, don't, don't report the van kind of a thing. So, you know, who knows what was going on? I think there was something going on. Yeah. Probably government related, but um, yeah, yeah, that was it's kind of weird that you know, for a few days that story was really hot and heavy, and then it just kind of disappeared, yeah, and people quit talking about it. Yeah, so Watch I, you open up the van door and Mr. T jumps out, we're mapping the we're mapping America, fool. As somebody who literally does this for a living, right? I can tell you this right out of the gate. Um, you have to file a flight path with the FAA. You have to basically do if you're going to be near airports. And these things were covering everything, yeah. so yeah. they were definitely near airports. They were flying at an altitude that was not um, approved. Like there's altitudes that even commercial UAV operators have to stick to. They were well above that altitude, uh-huh. and a lot of things that point out that these things were operating outside of the law. Mm-hmm. And so either A, what you're saying, it's a, basically a government thing that they've got a carte blanche to do whatever the heck they want to do, or B, it's something even more like clandestine right. than that. But certainly, yeah, like there's definitely some weird parts to this, but I'm with you more than anything. It's more than likely military drones that have a specific mission that they're doing that... Basically, if you don't need to know, you're not going to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and once you see, you know, when once you look up enough that you see something weird, whether it's uh, odd drones or a dragon or a UFO or even a shooting star, it makes you want to keep looking up more and more. I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of looking up too often when I'm driving. And there's been a couple of times I had to pump the brakes extra hard because I was too busy trying to figure out what that light was in the sky. You know, mm. it looked, looked even last night, just last night. Um, it had just gotten dark and, uh, my daughter and I were going to, to run an errand up the street. And just for a brief second, I saw a huge light kind of through the trees and it was too low to be a, a, a street light or anything like that, but it was huge. And then uh, we turned the corner. I tried to get a better look at it and it was gone. So I don't gone. know what it was. It's a big, huge, bright light. Yeah. Could have been a plane that changed angles or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, keep looking up folks. Keep looking up, keep those cell phones handy and please don't Use your phone while you're driving. That's right. And there be dragons. A public service message from Paranormal Dads. It's time for pop, culture, and the paranormal. So one of the topics I've 
been looking at for a main mystery, and I believe it will still happen one of these days, are werewolves. Ooh! Oh, one of our favorites, Andy. Dude. <laughs> I, I've been kind of into werewolves lately, and, and um, th- what we're talking about today are the best werewolves in pop culture. Yes. If you were single, that should be a pickup line you use on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I've really been into werewolves lately. <laughs> As you have a teen wolf shirt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just like filter them out right out of the gate. Like if she goes running, she's not worth it. <laughs> so, so kind of the, the the bulk of my material here is coming from the Huffington Post and uh, a contributor by the name of Mel's Van Drill. Uh, he's he's an author. And he wrote an article about the best werewolves in pop culture, and I'll, I'll put a link out on, on the website uh, in the show notes. But um, his, the first one he's talking about, and most of these are movies, um, are Dog Soldiers. Have you guys ever seen that one? No. I, 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 a lot of these movies I haven't seen, but I want to go back and watch them. Is that from movies. the 80s? Uh, I don't have a, a date, but what, what it is is it's set in the Scottish Highlands, and... Uh, adopted kind of a soldiers versus werewolves theme. So it almost <laughs> kind of awesome. sounds like, uh, oh gosh, what's the name? With the blue people. Um, Avatar? Avatar. Yeah. Kind of an Avatar kind of a thing. Nice. You got soldiers fighting werewolves. Um, it adds just enough humor to ensure it doesn't take itself too seriously. And uh, these are the words from the author. And that makes it for a hilariously scary offering that entertains throughout. Any film that can get the lines, here boy fetch, and werewolves ate my platoon into a werewolf <laughs> film and still remain viewable is worthy of anyone's vote. So nice. Wow. That sounds like fun. We'll have to look that one Add up. Add that to the list. Dog soldiers. That's Dog soldiers. Uh, the next one, uh, American Werewolf in London, which of is course. probably the first werewolf movie I saw. This was actually one of the very first movies I saw like in a home uh, video disc viewing like so i saw this back in the early 80s when people were just getting these in their homes and you know nice. vhs type things but back uh, when they were like 900 dollars, right my neighbor had a, <laughs> a, a video disc he had three discs uh he had uh time, time what, what what's it uh time time bandits yes time, yeah, yeah. Had time bandits raiders of the lost ark and an American werewolf in London. Three so, choices. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so we watch those three movies uh, pretty regularly. But uh, so this movie's like over 30 years now. Um, but the still, the film, actually, it's probably even older than that. Um, but the film still delivers a perfect package, high levels of horror, as, and enough humor to keep it. Uh, keep its feet on the ground. And the makeup effects are second to none for its time, which was like the early 80s, late 70s, some, something like that. Because I was going to say, in that movie, don't they actually show his transformation yeah, into a the, werewolf? Yeah, the one thing I remember is his hands just stretching out. Yes. You know, and in, in, into these claws and yeah. watching that. And I'm like, that's the one thing that really impressed on my young yeah. brain was I, was uh, the transformation scenes. I remember part for me was seeing his muzzle stretch right. out from his yes, face. Yes, I remember that too. And, I think and the hair coming of, coming out. Yeah, that was and, and there was like some blood too. Like he's ripping yeah. through his own skin. Right. And as a kid, I remember being so Did you horrible. soil yourself? Uh, no, because I think like it went to a different dimension. Like that's how bad <laughs> my poo-poo like left my body. <laughs> Into it. I was just sitting there just transfixed, not because I was loving it. I was just like, horror. you know, when you're just yeah. like, 
It's like a train wreck. You just can't keep your eyes off of it. So the film was directed by John Landis, and he got the idea of the film after seeing a group of Yugoslavian gypsies performing a burial rite over the grave of one of their deceased. Naturally. That's where I get all my good ideas from. The gypsies. I'll chase more gypsies. Uh, (laughs) um, Because of his background research, uh, this is an intelligent film with just the right amount of gore. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Yugoslavian gypsies. Yugoslavian That'd be a good gypsies. band name, wouldn't it? I want to live. Be. I want to live Jonathan Landis's life when you're just like <laughs> casually observing. I don't think I'd want to. Wasn't John Landis? He was involved in um, uh, Twilight Zone. Wasn't that whole helicopter scene where those oh, actors were killed? I think so. I think Landis was involved. Somehow in involved in that. Maybe I but don't want to. He be. also did the Blues Brothers, right? I, I think so. But yeah, I don't Man. know. Anyway, take the good with the bad on that one, I guess. But yeah, oh, great. So uh, another one's called The Wolf Man. It was remade in 2010, starring Anthony Hopkins and Benicio del Toro. Benicio. 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 Sorry about that. Um, As a cursed werewolf beast. Uh, this modern version brought the werewolf into the 21st century. Although the norm, the noble effort by modern Sanders, it struggles to match the original Wolfman performance of Lon Chaney. That was Junior, a recent one, day. wasn't it? That was only maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, right? it was like 2010. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I know it was a little bit rough, but... <laughs> rough. I don't think I saw that yeah, one, but... Dog. Rough, rough. Rough. <laughs> 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 well, we got to bring the dad jokes on Paranormal exactly. Dads, don't we? It's coming in strong. There's <laughs> also a movie called The Howling. Are you I guys familiar remember with that one? one? It rings a bell. Don't know if I've seen uh, it. Though. It was described by one critic as the silliest film Seen in some some time, most would agree that is still pretty scary film that helped change the direction of werewolf horror into a much darker territory. The Howling managed to blend good old fashioned terror with subtle references to werewolf classics. So, man, now this is an interesting one. It's a movie called Ginger Snaps. <gasps> I like me some Ginger Snaps. <laughs> well, and that's what happens when a redhead gets mad. Well, <laughs> s- stay tuned because. This is finally proof that werewolves are not exclusive to the male sex. Ginger Snaps was a coming-of-age romp that used the werewolf as a metaphor for female teenage puberty. Hmm. Ginger is at once sexy yet deadly, uh, as reflective of the troubles of being a teenage girl as Teen Wolf is to being a teenage boy. So Hmm. it's basically about a young teenage girl becoming a werewolf and dealing with... Transitioning uh, puberty from... all at the same time. Huh. <laughs> so... There we go. Yeah, it is, sounds exactly what it is. A female counterpart to Teen Wolf. Yeah, and speak, speaking of Teen Wolf, you <gasps> know, Teen Wolf was starring Michael J. Fox as a high school werewolf. Um, it's referred to as a comedy, but as any teenage kid knows, being an outsider at school is no laughing matter. Still remains an influential influential offering within the genre, and was inspired. For a loosely updated version developed by MTV in 2011. So we just watched that fairly recently. Not too long ago. Team Wolf. Yeah, we had that viewing party, didn't we? Yeah. That was awesome. At Eddie's house. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Hung up a bed sheet and used a projector and projected it on and popped some popcorn. All all of our family (laughs) snuggled up and watched Teen Wolf. It was great. Learned some fun trivia, too, that it was partially filmed in Fremont, Nebraska. Yeah, that that was the funny part uh, because it, well, it was set, and a lot of it was filmed in Fremont, I believe. Yeah. But then the the scenes where he's surfing on his car, you see palm trees in the background. I exactly. can guarantee you, there's no palm trees in Fremont. <laughs> no, but there was like Husker stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and you're yeah, like, okay. Funny. Yeah. 
And that was the idea, right? That it was supposed to be a it small It was supposed Midwestern... to be set in Fremont, right? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> you done messed up, Teen Wolf. <laughs> of course, there's Twilight, but Twilight's best known for its vampires. But Jacob Black makes for a very pretty mean werewolf that would give any self-respecting vampire a run for his money. Um, it's a pretty close call, but sure, Jacob... Jacob's hardened muscles and fierce bite just edges out Edward's limiting need for the Factor 50 sun cream. (laughs) Either way, I was Team Jacob all the time. Were you? I was. Little wolfy, huh? It was his abs. It was his abs. His freaking abs, man. It was his abs. Washboard abs. And it's the classic romantic story where it's like, you could have this guy who's really probably bad for you, or a guy (laughs) who's going to love you and treat you right the rest of your life. Who does she pick? I choose danger. I choose danger. Of course you do. Of course you do. Sorry, a little bitter there. Team Jacob. So, so, so one of the last ones that that this author mentions in his article um, is Little Red Riding Hood, and but he's actually talking about the whole, you know, all the books, the children's books, the oh. Little Red Riding Hood, you know, and so this this wolf in Little Red Riding Hood. Has been a you know a cultural icon for a right. long time, but it's kind of interesting to think of him in in the sense of him being a werewolf. You know, usually you just think, well, it's a wolf, and yeah. he walks on two legs, and he eats grandma. And but yeah, you can kind of see. I mean, he yeah, has a full conversation he's, he's, with people. Yeah, he's pretty much a werewolf. Yeah. Can you imagine if they try if Hollywood tried to do a legit scary movie like a, a of the story of uh, Little Red Riding Hood. It'd be pretty terrifying. Well, they did. I think they, they did. Have. Oh, yeah. did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's an, okay. A movie was part of that package there, deal. There's like a horror when did, when movie. did it come out? Uh, it was Ooh, fairly fairly recent. recent. I'd say within the past ten years. Yeah. Or so. Have either of you guys seen it? I I didn't. It's been yeah. on my radar, but I haven't seen it. Seen it. You know, I, I don't run to the scary movies, but yeah. yeah. But we should. Hey, let's add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, Red, don't do it. <laughs> oh, Grandma, what big teeth you have? Exactly, <laughs> man. Red, how nearsighted are you? So, grandma. so one that I added to the list was uh, I Was a Teenage Werewolf. This is a 1957 film yep. starring Michael Landon. So Paul Ingalls was oh, once a werewolf. Yes. Um, he, he starred as a troubled teenager in this, this movie, and the premise of the film was that there was a hypnotherapist that used the temperamental Landon as a guinea pig for serum, which transforms him into a vicious werewolf. I remember the so name. So this is an old drive-in type movie, you know, yes. from the fifties. Good old Michael Landon. Do you guys ever there back in the eighties? I believe it was there was one that came out called Silver Bullet, and I think Corey Haim is in it. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was cheesy as all get out. Yeah, that I remember watching it with a couple of buddies. You know, we were probably ten, eleven, twelve years old, kind of making fun of it. You know. Yep. But it was it was kind of typical eighties. You know, cheesy movie, and I just remember something about there was a kid in a in a wheelchair, and they strapped like a rocket to, to yeah. his back, so he could like. I think it was like to outrun the werewolf or something. That makes but, sense. You know, or tracks. silver bullets. O- almost they... sounds like a response to Lost Boys back back then, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. because that was a big yeah. vampire movie back yeah. in the eighties. So I wonder if that's what it was, if it came before or after that. Silver bullet. Silver bullet. Yeah. <laughs> was it brought to you by Coors? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should have been. So um, one more pop culture reference I got to throw in there is the ga- is a game I've been playing a lot lately, which is the only game I pretty much ever play, Skyrim. Yes! <laughs> we all go back. And so, you know, I've been playing that a lot lately. And um, 
there's a whole werewolf scenario that you play out. You become a werewolf as part of this group called the Companions. Yes. And so you can, you know, collect all these you know, weapons and food and things laying around in the world. And then it all gets too heavy and your character starts moving really slow, Mm -hmm. but you can change into a werewolf and then just run like a dog back to town. Yep. You know, uh, untransform yourself and then store everything away then go back out that's and have another trick. adventure that's that, that. it also comes in handy if you get overwhelmed by people mm-hmm. in, a, in a fight you become a werewolf and you just you know rip the shreds out of people just run so. roughshod over everyone i love it so what about you eddie if, we should if, do a skyrim you, episode because i mean and i don't think andy you've played much of any or any of skyrim really. skyrim is, is it, by oh. far my favorite video game ever yeah. Is that the, and I could be wrong, but is that the video game where it's like unlimited space where you can like... Pretty much. Dang near. Yeah. I mean, the map is so big. It's such a huge map. You could fly for years and years and years like through the game. No, you're thinking of, you're thinking of, um, uh, it's a space game. Oh, that's, that's, uh, it'll come to me in a bit, but, but no, Skyrim is set in this fictional, like medieval Lord of the Ringsy style world. And it's all very like adventure quest based, very D and D kind of thing. Like I gotta go chop off this witch's head and save this village. Right. And there's, there's dragons all the time. See, maybe this is Skyrim. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no love Skyrim. It's a fun one. We could talk about it. I mean, that'd be a fun episode. Um, so for me, uh, it's not a werewolf specific movie, but there was a movie in the eighties also that came out called Monsters squad and it was kind of an answer to goonies right because goonies is like these kids have a pirate adventure and it's like these kids discover that dracula and the wolfman are real <laughs> and so it's very goonies in the sense that each kid kind of has like a gimmick and they call one kid like a like an insulting name as a like come on you know candy kid and kids running around candy falling out of his pockets <laughs> i mean but uh there's a great scene in it where the guy that plays if you've seen napoleon dynamite he plays uncle rico <laughs> but he is the wolfman in monster squad and as a human he knows he's a werewolf and he's freaking out calling the police telling them i'm a wolf man come and get me stop me from killing stop me and they're like haha this guy's crazy and he's like oh and he starts turning into a werewolf and then they go to stop him and nothing can stop him because they're not using the right kind of bullet so they're like there's one scene where they stuff a thing of dynamite into his pants and they push him out a window and he's like and he blows up boom and you just sit for 80s you see like arms and a head <laughs> and a torso and they all just come together shoop, shoop, they all like, comes back together he's not dead and yeah. he, he jumps up like cracks his neck <laughs> it's really good we've not we should watch monster squad before halloween it's this just year. a flesh wound exactly and so uh but then he convinces somebody like he's like i'm a werewolf Ugh, kill me and so they end up spoiler they end up killing him with something. a silver bullet i think so <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, that's my personal trying nice. to stab him in the chest with a stake of you know wood. Exactly. You dummy! He's not a Dracula. Hitting him in holy water. He's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Sniffing a fire hydrant. Oh god. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. So that, that was a good one. All right. Yeah. Um. By the way, if anybody uh, is interested, not to send you to a different podcast, but. <gasps> I'm a big fan of other podcasts as well, and yeah. I've, I've just been binging werewolf podcasts lately. Uh, there's one I can't get enough of called uh, Dogman Encounters Radio. Oh. I was kind of on the fence about werewolves and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You know, try to be open-minded to listen to this show and hear firsthand encounters. Uh, I, I believe now. Really? I uh, 100% believe in I'm them. writing we're, this down. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> as future guests. Yeah, yeah. 
for the record, on this date, Andy said he believes in werewolves. Right. <laughs> Call hospitals. No, I, I saw dragons, bro. <laughs> you saw dragons, bro. All right. Well, thanks. That was a good pop, Pat. From the opulence and excess of Beverly Hills to luxurious destinations around the globe, it's time to rub shoulders with the privileged and successful among us as Paranormal Dads now offers you a look into the paranormal lifestyles of the rich and famous. Megan Fox, best known for her roles in the Transformers franchise and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is also a believer in all things paranormal. Fox said in one interview she believes Bigfoot sightings are scarce because it is intelligent enough not to be found, and she 1000% believes that UFOs are real. She also had a ghostly encounter one morning in a hotel in Mexico. She said she was sleeping when at 7am she awoke to the sound of room service being delivered to the main room in her suite. She had requested room service for 7.30 and was somewhat annoyed they delivered her morning coffee early. 30 minutes later there was a knock on the door and it was room service again. She looked around and noticed there was no sign of the dishes and coffee she had heard being poured earlier. Her nanny, who was also in a different room, had heard the phantom breakfast being delivered as well. Fox has also appeared as a commentator on the History Channel's Ancient Aliens and produced and starred in the Travel Channel's Legend of the Lost with Megan Fox. The 2018 show featured Fox investigating some of the greatest archaeological mysteries including Stonehenge, Viking women warriors, giants, and the mysteries of ancient Troy. For the Paranormal Dads, I'm Pat, and this has been another Paranormal Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Start your engines. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome to the main mystery. Ooh. And for this one, call me lazy. Call me repetitive. You lazy, repetitive psychic. (laughs) (laughs) But when we initially did part one of this main mystery, we said there was going to be a part two. Here's part two. And uh, uh, I don't remember what we called the last one, but basically the creepiest things that kids say. Ooh. You know, nice. what was that show back in the day? Kids say the darndest things. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So this is basically our equivalent of kids say the creepiest things. Lately, my world has been dad, I need gas money <laughs> <laughs> or my car's making a funny sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the creepiest for me. <laughs> Finances are always terrifying. Right? Yes. Talk about paranormal. Terry paranormal. How fast the money disappears, right? Exactly. I, I reached in my wallet the other day and it's like, I thought I had a few 20s in here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, I what didn't I, bother looking for them. <laughs> just figured they disappeared they into the probably, ether yep. with yep, their socks yep. out of the dryer. Yep. yep. I saw a kid shuffle by with a burger in their hand. You're like, <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, so what I did the other night, I threw up on my uh, Facebook page, my business page. You can look it up uh, under Psychic Medium Andy Myers if you're interested. But I just said, you know, sometimes I run out of ideas on what to post. I try to post every day on my business page. And, sure. And I... After so many years, I think I've posted just about everything I can think of. So sometimes I'll just say, you know, tell me something cool, share something weird. So the other night I said, you know, what's the creepiest or strangest or wisest thing that you've ever heard a child say? And we had a slew of comments come in, and I just kind of went through and picked some of the best ones. But as I showed you guys, there's too many. So yeah. we're just going to have to kind of sift through and 
due to time restraints, I'll, I'll throw a couple out here. So these are like user comments. These, these are user these comments. Are not, oh, so these are go. all these are already public. So yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna tell the person's first name because it's not like it's private or anything. Yeah, um, you asked like, and they told. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So Aaron, one of one of the people uh, chimed in and said, when my grandmother passed away, my son, who was three at the time, told me, no, mom, she's not in heaven yet. She's in between still. And then just ran away to play, totally unbothered by it. And he would also tell me uh, our dog who had just passed visits him. Uh, Same kid told me another time, he said, hey, mom, remember the time when I was in the hospital? I was a little girl in a wheelchair and I died. Whoa. Past life? There we go. Past yeah. life. Past That's life. What my vote. My vote is. Yeah. All right. I was scared when he said Grandma's not in heaven. <laughs> oh, she's looking a little toasty. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And some of these, admittedly, some of these are. I mean, there really is no other rational explanation other than kids perhaps remembering previous lifetimes and. Selfishly, you know, that's one of my absolute all-time favorite yeah. uh, paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual subjects. But more common than you would think, kids remembering being in a different place or time or living as a different gender or living as their parents' parent, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Somebody named Amy wrote in and said, OMG, I don't even know where to begin. My kids have all said wild stuff. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just thinking of, yeah. oh, it's like, join the club, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, support um, group. But she said, when my son was little, he would talk about the guy hanging in his closet. Oh! Ugh. My oldest daughter, when she was little, would call people by colors, so such as the blue lady, the red man, etc. And my middle daughter, when she was younger, told me about getting into a car accident with her last mom. And my youngest daughter, who is uh, still little, says all sorts of wild stuff, like she used to be big, but now she's little. Um, sometimes when she's mad, she tells me that I'm not her favorite mom anymore (laughs) and non-paranormal related. She also says that Harry Potter is her boyfriend. Oh, (laughs) nice. (laughs) How convenient. Uh, Got a wizard in the family now. Speaking of dragons, what was it? one, probably. (laughs) He's got a few movies out. Exactly. (laughs) Well, what was that game they played when they flew around on broomsticks? Was it Quidditch? Quidditch. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine if you had a dragon playing Quidditch. Did you see that they had a Quidditch tournament in Omaha recently? I did. Last fall or maybe even early winter? I was actually invited to come like check it out, and (laughs) it was just like I couldn't get down there. But yeah, it's people running around on broomsticks playing It's like Creighton and Kansas State, like legit colleges there. They take it serious. It's funny, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Christina chimed in, uh, added to the conversation. She said, uh, first thing that came to mind happened with my oldest son. He was around three and we were just at home doing nothing. And he asked me if Aunt Kara was okay. And I said, sure, she's fine. She's um, with her friends. But my son was persistent. And so I called around. This was before cell phones. And I was able to reach Kara. Turns out she was in a potentially dangerous situation with her friends, and our call to her was like a lifeline. And uh, she made a good choice to get out of there, but I was amazed, wondering how my son knew that she that was in trouble. is weird. That's awesome. That's very strange. He just felt the disturbance in the force, and yeah. we like, got to call <laughs> yeah, him Acted on it. Intuition, man. Hey. Spidey senses. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, I mean, seriously, if a three, four, five-year-old kid says something, you might want to listen to it, because in my opinion, right around that age, they're kind of at their intuitive or psychic peak. Yeah. yeah they know <laughs> things that we don't. Uh, May, a lady named May chimed in saying, 
Very soon after the birth of my second son, I had an and ac- quote unquote accident at home, and so I ran to the bathroom. Uh, my first son, uh, who was three at the time, asked if I was okay and came into the bathroom, and I explained, well, mommy had an accident, and with a straight face, he responded, it's okay, mom, those things happen to older women, it's normal. Nice. (laughs) And I was left with my jaw on the floor, and I couldn't stop laughing, and she said, I think commercials are too informative these days. (laughs) But again, so not all these are paranormal, some are just the wisest, strangest, or funniest things a a child has said pretty empathetic though don't worry mom don't worry mom it happens (laughs) (laughs) um oh here's one another past life one perhaps cindy said that when my daughter was around three years old we were sitting on the couch uh, next to each other and she turns and looks at me and says remember when you were my neighbor and i used to come over and visit all the time Nice. <laughs> doesn't that add? I mean, that, not just that one thing, but doesn't that another story like that as they continue to pile up, kind of get into the whole like people who are in your life in some capacity may have been a different relationship in your in a previous life. Yeah, it, it, it does make you wonder, and it makes me wonder. Like, you know, the the thought of soul groups, which is basically the uh, the theory that you know some people in your circle of close friends and family have maybe incarnated in multiple past lives with each other in different capacities. So, you know, maybe in a past life, me and Eddie were brothers and maybe in a past life, me and Pat were coworkers. And maybe in another past life, we are like, you know, these swashbuckling, you know, three musketeers kind yes. of characters. Where did we work? What did we do? What did we do, Pat? We're, we were bakers probably. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. A- Andy would take all them, uh, sacks, uh, of fl- flour. sacks of flour, throw them over his shoulder. That's why he's still, his back still hurts some back time still hurts. time. Carried over from a past <laughs> lifetime. Because uh, Pat wouldn't help me. I, I was the guy, so I, lazy. I, I was just taking a bath in the Barbarian cream. There you go. <laughs> I was the guy buttering the buns. Butter the buns. Get those Eddie alien gonna, buns. He's going to butter your buns. <laughs> Ashley uh, said, when my son was four, uh, he was in a tragic uh, incident. He coded three times in the helicopter and once... Uh, once in the emergency room and when he woke up from his coma he told us that a man held him for the entire helicopter ride Uh, he was actually intubated and nobody was holding him we later found out that he was talking about my grandpa who was holding him but my uh, uh, my grandpa passed away before he was even born so that's interesting interesting kind of one of those angelic stories Mm mm-hmm so it's nice, nice though, because spirits come in all shapes and sizes. That's some, some hang out in your closet and scare you, and some hold your hand when you're uh, having a traumatic incident. Man, just don't know who you're gonna get sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like the roulette wheel of paranormal. I was say, <laughs> if I find myself like coding, I hope I get the guy holding me and not the guy <laughs> hanging in my closet. Yeah. Why are you? Why are there horns on your head, Mister? <laughs> you're the wrong one. <laughs> Gee, Mister, you're scary. Gee. Gee, mister, your horns are sharp. <laughs> Why is it so hot in here? Why is your tail pointy? Why are there fields of okra? <laughs> it's the one vegetable that grows in hell. That's is, is that right? Uh, it, it's a fact. I did not know that. I thought it'd be Brussels sprouts. I thought it'd be like jalapeno peppers or maybe even uh, ghost peppers. There you go. That's like Eddie's that. idea of heaven, <laughs> That's though. heaven for that me. Would, yeah, yeah, exactly. Except for when it comes out the other end. I was going to say until, until eight hours later. Until the next day. Uh, Tanya said that my grandson, when he was uh, about four years old, told me out of the blue when we were going to bed that he was on the red planet before he was in his mommy's tummy, 
and that he had to come to earth because the water was gone, but that they had come here before to plant trees. He was very sincere and very matter-of-fact explaining how it all worked. Basically, he had come to earth uh, before, and now he chose to come here. I wish I had recorded him that night. Occasionally, he'll tell me other details as well. Ancient aliens. Tell you what. A fellow brother from the red planet. (laughs) I think there's something to that, dude. I mean, what was that? What was that movie? I think it was called Red Planet uh, back in the day, '90s. And at the end of the movie, um, come unless I'm thinking of that Val Kilmer scary one, but I think it was called Red Planet. And at the end, you find out that you know Earthlings are descendants of Martians, and they came here and you know messed with our genetics, and they're peaceful. And I mean, Eddie's shaking his head, yes, I, I do. That's where, like, if you're like Eddie, what's the weirdest theory you got? I'm like, I kind of think we're not from Earth. I yeah. think we're from a different place. I think we're from Mars. I think it's entirely plausible. I think we ruined Mars and we're like, oh crap, we're not going to all make it. We got to send at least, you know, a couple hundred of us down to Earth so we have a fighting chance. All right, the rest of us are dead. <laughs> go. Question is, where do we go next? Yeah. Right? <laughs> we're on two. We're screwing up our second chance, yeah. man. We're going to be on to our third. That's what we do. Three yeah. strikes, you're out. Exactly. Uh, another Cindy said, my granddaughter was about four. You see a trend here, guys? Right. My kid was three. My granddaughter was four. Three, right. four, three, four. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the age that kids usually are when they say this stuff. My granddaughter was about four, and in the house uh, where, he, where his great-grandfather had passed away a few years before, uh, she pointed up the stairs towards the bedroom that he died in and asked, who is that man, and why does he keep looking at me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how it all starts. That veil... Chris, it, it gets thin in some so places, thin. man. Yeah. Kristen said that my son slept in his bed perfectly fine until he was four years old. And he said that he's, I'm going to wait to say this until you're done drink, taking a sip of that drink, spit Eddie. Take, spit take. <laughs> he slept in his bed just fine until he was four years old. And then he said he saw Chucky in his room. Hot <laughs> sweet tamale. <laughs> and he had never seen that movie, obviously, or, or even knew. Who uh, Chucky was. No, Chucky no idea. Was. No idea. Wow. So doesn't uh, our friend and fellow podcaster, Billy, doesn't he have a tattoo of Chucky? I don't believe he has a tattoo of Chucky, per se. Is it, was it, what do you, uh, Jason? Was it that Jason He's got Jason. He's big mask. in Friday the 13th. Yeah. So he, lo- he likes that quite a bit. But yeah. yeah, there's no Chucky on him, but I think that he has several Chucky full-size dolls in his house. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm thinking of. Didn't his kid go... Yes. Uh, Halloween oh, yeah. as Chucky. Yeah, as Chucky. Had him yeah that, fully was, that was cool. And he was cool. like three, and he was in a full <laughs> yeah. Chucky outfit. Yeah, they had a head to toe. It was well looking. done. It was well done. God. That made me cry. <laughs> uh, here's one. Here's one that'll make you feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, Jennifer said that my grandmother li- loved to, to play cards, and her favorite color was always blue. And a few weeks after she passed away, my son, who was then four years old, woke up one morning and told me that he had a dream that my grandmother and I were playing cards and she had blue wings, almost mm. like angel wings. Mm. So That's great. More, more places to hide the ace up your sleeve, right? That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I win! If you ain't trying, if you ain't cheating. <laughs> um. We'll do a couple more of these. I mean, when, there's just so many. When you said warm and fuzzy, I was afraid you were going to be like, and then Chucky had a fur coat on. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then it was a werewolf with extra fur. <laughs> it was warm and fuzzy. Cheryl uh, said when my, my son was three and said that his friend Ryan, who we couldn't see, had come out of the wall. Hmm. And when he left us a year later, my son said that Ryan's grandmother came to take him home. Hmm. Maybe Ryan was a ghost. Just saying. 
It was Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> it was Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> he was busy. He was astral projecting to that kid <laughs> to hang out. His hair was immaculate, though. Wasn't His it? teeth yeah. were great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kim, every single one of these. My kid was three. three. My kid was Gosh, one. Gosh, it's a three magic four. number. Yeah. It's a sweet spot. Kim said, uh, my three-year-old and I were sitting outside on the deck one afternoon. It was sunny and breezy, one of those gorgeous days when you feel thankful to be alive. And the weather was that perfect. And he turned his face up to the sun and said, Mommy, do you feel that? That's God blowing a kiss. Aww. That's, that's sweet. Isn't that nice? A little too sweet. <laughs> I don't trust that kid. I don't trust that kid. <laughs> Does he have a Chucky in the hallway? <laughs> um. Stacy said, when my daughter described a man that she saw in our house, the description was exactly like her dead grandfather that we had no pictures of and that she had never met. So there you go. That's grandpa was still hanging around. Go home, Grandpa. <laughs> go to heaven. <laughs> go play in the fields of okra. <laughs> go, go to the okra fields. <laughs> Ew. I'm uh, just saying, it's leathery and hairy on the outside. And inside, gooey seeds. <laughs> <laughs> I think my idea mm. of heaven is jumping in like a ball, you know, one of those ball pits, you Ooh. know, filled with, uh, uh, I don't know, M&Ms or Reese's Pieces or something oh, like that. Good. That don't melt? Yeah. Because then you get all melty. Because <laughs> then yeah. you get, yeah. No, yeah. but then, a, you know, then a luck dragon just comes and... and scoops you out? Yeah, scoops you out and <laughs> flies you on your way. Chocolate-covered luck dragon. <laughs> Also a good band name. Chocolate. <laughs> yes. chocolate. If the three of us had a band, that's what it would be called. Chocolate we should start a running list of all the band names we come up with during I'm shows. I'm writing this down. Chocolate Put it covered. in the journal. Chocolate. What was that one from earlier? We'll have to go back oh, and uh, listen to it. Yugoslavian Gypsies. Yes! <laughs> chocolate covered luck dragon. dragons. Uh, all right. Carol said, my son, when he was very young, would say, Mom, do you remember when I used to be a man? So he was remembering being older, maybe mm. from a previous life. Kathy said uh, when uh, her daughter was four years old, uh, she told me that she used to be a famous singer, but her husband killed her. Oh. I'm going to set my uh, phone down for a second. Can you guys think of a famous singer whose husband killed her? Because I'm thinking sometimes kids say things that can actually be validated or, you know, referenced or I don't know of a famous, I mean, and that's kind of a loose term, but like. That's true. Yeah. Fame Um, on what level, but I can't think of anybody who I know full on. Nothing jumps to mind. I'm thinking, was it? I was thinking Whitney Houston, but that was just a domestic abuse situation. No, she she died. It was an an overdose, overdose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think, like uh, I know, I know Phil Hartman died, but his wife shot him. Yeah, and he wasn't a I'm, singer. Yeah. Well, if anyone, this is your homework assignment. If you can, if you can pinpoint what this kid may have been talking about, famous singer killed by her husband, let us know. Hmm. Yeah, the kids are going dark. Yeah, I went dark really <laughs> fast. Um, so many of these guys, so many of these. Hit us, um, hit us with one more. Uh, one more. Okay. Um, Grab em- a good one. Emily, uh, said that. Let's see. One of her kids said, who are the guys in the basement? Uh, But the only problem is it was only her and her two kids that lived in the house. Hmm. Mm -hmm. The guys in the basement. That's the the rub. And there's more, but I don't know. That's a 20-year-old boy who lives next door. Exactly. His parents kicked him out. He lives in our basement. Yeah, he's paying his rent. (laughs) There's Mountain Dew cans everywhere. Don't make me feel bad. (laughs) And Doritos. 
So thinking back, I mean, childhood, anything can be scary in your childhood, a, you know, a shadow on the walls. I, I remember as a sensitive kid living in a house that was super haunted. Yeah. I mean, there was times where I, I'd have my whole bed full of stuffed animals and I'd literally pile them so high intentionally to kind of to cover my face from the closet because mm-hmm. I was kind of afraid of whatever you was in the closet. You see some creature. And, yeah. Well, and you watch Never Ending Story too many times with all oh. those creepy characters. But... Oh, that wolf Gamok just staring at oh, you. Oh, was that dark. his name? Oh, that's G- right. Gamork. Even the name's creepy. Yeah. yeah. One of the most terrifying times that I remember when I was a kid, uh, one of the most terrifying bedtimes I had was, you know, back in, you know, the 70s, 80s, they had these stickers that you could put on your door and yeah. it said the neighborhood watch, you know. Don't come to our house. Exactly. There's people watching you kind yep. of a thing. That was kind of a... The scare tactic. A, a scare tactic, right? So you'd stick them on your the outside of your door. And I remember these stickers being orange. And then there was kind of like this whimsical burglar kind of yeah, shape. Yeah, I remember that. And, and so I was in bed one night and the neighborhood... Uh, the, the, the neighbors next door, they had like a floodlight that came on. And all the trash cans were... I It was like a low-level bedroom so my room was actually below the ground and yeah kind of there was a window up um up a little ways up the wall and right outside that window were all our trash cans yeah and so this floodlight came on and kind of projected the shape of some trash bags onto my window oh and it kind of looked like that sticker like the burglar no and so i'm looking at that and i'm I freak out. It's like, oh my god, yeah. there's a burglar out there, and I run and get mom and and tell her there's a burglar, and mom comes in and opens up the shade, and here's this black trash bag sitting yeah. there outside my window. Oh man! But uh, being it, a kid, it, hey, you know, even even still being an adult, sometimes you hear a bump in the night, and oh yeah, things get creepy. Like mm-hmm. you go, yeah, you yeah. do the patrol around your house. With you can't call mom bat. anymore either. Exactly, mom's <laughs> not looking. It's you. It's up to, I got to be the one to look. Yeah. Um, I was a kid, and I may have shared the story on the show before. I'll share it again. And I still can't reconcile this. And this is where, like, either I legit have lapses of sanity, <laughs> which we well, haven't... Well, you do see dragons, so... But, but, which we haven't, <laughs> we haven't ruled out. But I wasn't three to five. How old were you, Pat, when you had that happen? Oh, I'm guessing, you know, probably six, seven years old, maybe. Yeah, I'm about the same age, I think. I want to say seven or eight. And we lived in upstate New York near this gigantic forest that was at the base of the Adirondack Mountains. Pretty squatchy. Kind of squatchy. Mm-hmm. But this is where it gets weird because the people who have told the story too are like, maybe well, that's a Sasquatch story. But I'm like, I don't think it was because it was... Anyway, so I heard like a commotion in the living room and I got up, and I remember this vividly because we had like um, terrazzo, like uh, like t- tile floors, mm-hmm. and so the cold, the floors were super cold. And I got up, and feet hit the ground, and I didn't. I was barefoot, so I felt the cold floor. And so there's all this tactile stuff to this memory. It's not just I remembered seeing something weird. So there was cold floor. There was me trying to be quiet because like I didn't want to like wake up my whole family, but I also heard a weird sound. So it was this weird thing of like not running around the house, wake up everybody, I heard a burglar, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go into the living room, and there's a long hallway that leads to, that has all the bedrooms with it, and even my parents' room was right there, and I remember even thinking as a kid, like, oh, don't be, don't make a lot of noise, because you'll wake up mom and dad. So I go down the hallway, and I get into the living room, and I see this, like, furry, weird shape, and it's hiding, it's like hunkered down in the corner of our living room, by a lamp table 
and it sees me because I can see its like face through its fingers. It has its hand up, and I can see like a face, but the face isn't like a. It's like ugly. It's like not like oh, it looked like a Bigfoot. No, it looked like a monster. Like it was not a. And it could. I, I remember thinking like, oh God, like it, it sees me, but I don't think it knows that I can see it because it was like hiding. It was trying to like get tiny in the corner. And I'm sitting there as like a seven, eight-year-old standing in the living room looking at this furry, brownish, gray thing that was probably only about this high, like two and a half feet hot, tall, but kind of chunky, like kind of big and fluffy. And, but, and it had its hand up over its face. And as a kid, I remember even thinking like, what is like this like terror is going through my body and so i just was like okay that was weird and i literally just turned around and walked back to my room almost like i was like under some sort of weird spell i'm not Uh kidding and go right into my room and i remember thinking if i don't freak out it won't freak out and everything will be fine. That's what I remember <laughs> as a kid thinking. Right, that's way scarier than anything that we just read. <laughs> I thought I told you guys this story before. I don't remember if you told that one. or that. How were you able to go back to sleep? I don't know. I remember laying in bed horrified with the covers like up. And I remember just staring up at the uh, bunk bed because my brother and I had bunk beds. And I was staring up at the, at the bottom part. And I remember at one point like poking his bed, trying to wake hey, him up. Hey, dude, there's a gremlin in the living there's room. There's a monster. It's a troll in the living room. And he wouldn't wake up. And I remember getting like increasingly frustrated that I couldn't get him awake, but I didn't yeah. want to make a lot of noise. So I just laid there in terror. And I think eventually sleep just overcame my little frame and I woke up the next day and I remember thinking when I got up in the morning like oh my god I'm gonna look and I'm gonna see this thing still or I'm gonna see some evidence that it was here right nothing so it's like sleepwalking (laughs) I have no I have no history of any of that but it was a very weird memory that it was the grumpy old troll that lives under the bridge that's what I'm thinking (laughs) that's what I'm thinking time to call Dora and Boots and get I'm him the grumpy old troll <laughs> who's under the bridge. That's some dad mode right there. You take that to the bank. <laughs> uh, when I was little, um, so many kind of creepy, weird things happened. And I grew up in a house uh, kind of close to Miller Park, uh, right along North 30th Street there in North Omaha. And my mom, I mean, as an adult, you know, I kind of came out of the psychic closet and started, you know, being more open about my experiences and intuitive stuff. And Thankfully, come to find out, my whole family is super open-minded and have had their own experiences and everything. And my mom finally shared with me and my sister something that she had never told us, thank God, as, as children. But the, uh, she, my mom always slept with her bedroom door open, and so from her bed, she could see the whole length of the upstairs hallway. And she told us that it happened on several occasions, but she would just wake up and she would look out into the hallway and the entire hallway floor ceiling and walls with glowing was it was glowing a red color um and when she first told me that i mean you mean like a car headlight maybe that was driving away yeah reflection she said no it was like an internal glow like everything was red and i was thinking like thanks for not telling us a <laughs> right but b like how do you not how do you go back to sleep after that mm-hmm. and you know she, she was fully awake rubbed her eyes and you know sat up on her bed and just yeah. could never explain it so yeah it's, it's, it's the weird portal to hell like, yeah. I just this, I don't know those weird things weird. happen I mean, you yeah. just kind of like I said you oh well have school tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay the bills anyway. thank you Andy that was that was a lot of fun thank you to all of Andy's uh, uh, fans on his Facebook page for submitting all your 
your story. So those were great. Yeah, we'll probably do more of those in the future too, asking people for, you know, specific, you know, what's the weirdest ghost thing? Has anyone seen UFOs? You know, stuff like that. Because the reality is a lot of people have. And for anybody listening, if you feel like you're kind of all alone in your journey and and interest in the, you know, the monsters, myths, and mystery, believe me, you're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strike up a conversation, share a story with a neighbor or a friend at work, and you'll be surprised at how many people have their own things to, to share with you. So... Well, and heck, share your story with us on our Facebook page, yeah. and and uh, we'll be happy to read it if you want us to. We can certainly share that when we open this segment up again and talk about you know strange things that you've experienced. You know, awesome. Um, and if you do have a story and you want to submit it, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us, which is paranormaldads at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and uh, we we always enjoy uh, engaging and and giving feedback to you all. Thank you to freesounds.org for providing all the special effects and sounds and music that a lot of the stuff we use on our show. Appreciate that. Go check them out. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep your eyes to the skies just in case you see a dragon. Ooh. Yarg. Word. I don't know why I went pyro. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> there's, there's a thing. There be dragons. There be dragons. That's a whole thing. Hey, see, we're not even rusty. <laughs> yeah, no, not even that. rusty. What Let's the say, hell is this do thing? Do you like my pencil topper? No, it's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> so he's basically He-Man's answer to Bigfoot. Nice. And uh, I I bought an alternate head pack. Looks like a kinky toy. You could do some serious tickling with that, dude. Well, you could. <laughs> but I all, but I think of it as Bigfoot with a bike helmet on. That's what it looks like. And so I thought he's a perfect pencil topper. Eddie's the prop nice. guy. Do you know that every yeah. show that we record, he brings some goofy he's thing. He's got something new. Yeah. I'm like the uh, Gallagher of podcasting. Yes. Although it does you no good because you can't see this. Don't bring a watermelon. Jeez. I'll send a picture. <laughs> I bust it open and ghosts come out of it. <laughs> Yeah. There's a new season of Ancient Aliens we've been watching. It's a, it's a good one. Is the guy's hair this big now? No, he toned it back. What? Yeah, so he got the no. email. He saw he, he was got getting the memes. Email. He saw enough memes and was like, I think I need okay. to tone it back. I'm going to clean up my act. But it's a weird mix on that one because I feel like some episodes they've just kind of done to death. Yeah. And other ones it's like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know about that one. So mm. it's just a, it's such a mixed bag. Yeah. But anyway, good old Ancient Alien. Ancient Alien. Alien.